Hi everyone, welcome to the latest edition of the Sales Fire Catch-Up Podcast. This episode, myself and Josh are joined by Scott McMullen from Bedrock, where we're going to talk a lot about his career story. He's uh, had quite the journey going from Belfast, Newcastle, to Berlin, back to Newcastle. Uh, we're going to talk about his business, Bedrock, quite a lot as well, and the importance of data and insights in regards to e-commerce as well. So, um, obviously, Salesforce were a conversion rate optimization platform, so we understand the importance of data. So, there's a lot of good conversations on this episode. So, um, please, you no, know, like, share, subscribe, whatever you want to do with this one, but please tell your friends. That'll be really great enjoy this episode and as always any feedback hugely appreciated so hope you enjoy i think that's something i want to talk about today actually so obviously i'm from an analytics background conversion rate optimization point of view yeah and the agency that i've started it's like a boutique agency there's only four of us but like there's one creative ux designer but the rest of us are like techie strategy people okay. and trying to grow the brand of the businesses it's not something we've ever done before but it's right. something that every person expects a marketer to be able to do so yeah we've just been testing loads of stuff to see what works what doesn't so so how long has bedrock been going for so like it was my freelance project in like my bedroom in berlin for about oh, okay. five months um because, yeah, I, I originally from Northern Ireland, then mm-hmm. moved to Newcastle for university uh, and then just never left for about nine years. Uh, <laughs> started up, uh, started as a teacher. That's kind of what I thought I wanted to be, teacher in computing. And right. then I moved into, I just didn't like being a teacher. And I really wanted to start a business. So I started a cleaning company, kind of like Uber, but for cleaners. Right. Uh, it's called Made Up North. And... Uh, Hassle came along at that time as well with like their millions of funding and stuff. But um, oh, the, okay. the company's still going. Me and my mum run it. Oh, more than me now. Is yeah, that still yeah. in Newcastle? Is that where, where that's based? Still yeah. in Newcastle, yeah. It's called okay. Made Up North. Okay, um, cool. And that's how I get into digital because I'm spending all this fucking money in Google. And I'm like, <laughs> is this working? Is this, <laughs> is that how we're getting bookings? <laughs> I'm like, is it Gumtree? Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, I started to basically, yeah, just diving into that. Read a couple of books about analytics and was like, oh, this shit's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I can actually see what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I get into digital. Um, yeah. Set up tracking, uh, set up Google Ads, uh, done a lot of SEO on the website with my friend. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Silverbean had a position come up for analytics conversion rate optimization. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll dive into this. Okay. Cool. So how long were you there for? Uh, I was at Silverbeam for two, three years. So started there as an exec, but then got promoted like within the first thing. It was the fastest promotion in six months. I just oh, really? It. it was great, yeah, because um, I was super technical and uh, but very business orientated as well because I'd set up my own. So when it came to client work, I was always like drilling down to, are we making money here? Is this what's <laughs> yeah, happening? Yeah. <laughs> That's ideal to hear from a client perspective, isn't it? That they've got an account manager yeah. or someone running the account who's actually got a business and yeah. understands the day-to-day. Yeah, yeah. that's as, rare. As an account manager, if you if you purely come from just that digital background, the level of empathy people will often have yes. for the clients is probably not as high as it should be because you, you don't really understand the kind of like, the pains and strains that a business owner will go through on a daily basis, like in regards to like, no, you sat there running Google ads for your own business 
know, is this working? Like you're second guessing yourself all the time and like your priority list change on a regular basis and you, for you to go in there and deal with clients and understand that early doors, I think probably one of the reasons you had quite the elevation at Silverbean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, when you're in that seat, you're like, God, is this working? Like, I know yeah. how I felt when I was like spassing money at Google and seeing like what was happening. But um, yeah, it was it was great fun. Uh, I was there for two, three years and then mm-hmm. uh, moved in-house to Virtue Motors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they have a big, massive digital team, don't they? Yeah, yeah. There's probably about 50 plus in it now, I would yeah. say, off the top of my head. So I was at, went there as crew manager to like start um, doing A-B testing on all their different websites. I think there's 120 websites, or maybe I'm wow. over-exaggerating, wow. but they turned over like 3 billion per year, um, which is huge. So there was like mm-hmm. a ton of traffic to test stuff on, yeah. um, which is really cool. But um, it wasn't a great fit for me. I hate cars. Um, and <laughs> it's not really a great company to go to then, is it? Really? No, nah, I just I just seen it as a good, because I've been at Silverbean for like three years. I've never worked in-house. And I was like, oh, fancy working in-house. And the yeah. automotive industry pays quite well too. So mm. um, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give this a blast. But yeah, I just hate cars, man. It's like... <laughs> what is it you hate about them? What, what is it that get, what is getting you They just take up so much room. I cycle everywhere. I'm like one of those hipsters and those hipster bikes. Like the <laughs> <laughs> little basket on front and one of you. I always little, wanted one. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Not, I haven't got the balance. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your head's too big for the balance on the bike. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm one of those people. So that's, that's kind of why I hate cars. But... Um, it was just a bit slow. It was very corporate because it's such a big business. So like getting things okay. signed off and pushed through. I wasn't used to that working agency side. I was used to like moving fast. and Yeah. Yeah. Especially from a CRO side of things and the testing. I imagine getting signed off for things like that. Mm-hmm. If it's slow to get things put through, it's going to be a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I was at the point in my career where I was like, I know I can go to a different country and do things fast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, then I'm, that's when I moved to Berlin. And uh, yeah, started working for a data startup there. Yeah. Um, set up data for like, uh, there was, yeah, like huge companies in Germany that probably no one in the UK has ever heard of. Uh, cool. <laughs> like Kristen Depot and all my clients were like pretty much German. I didn't yeah. speak a lick of German either. So, <laughs> How long <laughs> were you there? Uh, I was there for about a year. So I was in that job for the best part of that. And then I had a few like clients reach out um, from previous work and they were like, well, do you fancy doing this bit of freelance? And mm-hmm. after a bit, I was like, oh, I could maybe live like the Berlin hippie dream, work freelance, uh, like a di- <laughs> digital nomad, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that's some title. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Digital yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a go. Um, and there was another friend I worked with and we tried to make like this analytics tool as well. Um, and okay. like the, fir- the first business, uh, the cleaning business timing was not the best. Um, we were like, we'll set up this Google analytics tool that like automatically audits people's data, gives them feedback every like weekday or however often they want it to say what's broken, what needs fixed. And then Brian Clifton, the analytics godfather <laughs> from uh, Google, came out and was like, oh, yeah, we've been developing this for two years. It's just been released to market. Um, So (laughs) we kind of missed the boat on that, but it got me into freelance. And then 
Yeah, that's kind of how Bedrock was born. It was my freelance project in Berlin for a bit and then ended up flying back and forth to meet clients. I was like, I'll just move back to the UK, be yeah. closer to, to the clients because I'm punching a hole in the atmosphere here. <laughs> flying back and forth. Now that that is bigger than a car as well, one of those planes, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. So if you've got an issue with the cars. What's the uh, digital scene like in Berlin? It's really cool, yeah. Um, yeah. As you can imagine, Germans like shit hot with their data. Yeah. Yes. Like that's a matter of minute, Yeah. Really into it. Sometimes a little bit too into it because right. If you put crap data in, you'll get crap answers out. But yeah, yeah. So, but they're really hot on data, like privacy and GDPR as well. Um, and there's a lot of startup money in Berlin too. So there's a lot of young companies um, want to do some really cool stuff. Um, and yeah, it's such a good digital scene and like mm-hmm. party scene as well. So there's a lot of networking and going out okay. for beers after work. Um, but yeah, it's great. I'd highly recommend getting yourself across. So I was, um, I was um, told by the kind of UK trade board that, you know, because they, they were trying to basically pitch for UK businesses to go over to Germany and Berlin in particular. Mm-hmm. My old MD, he... Um, he went on a trade mission to call, so got a few Teesside-based digital agencies to go over there okay. to kind of explore it. Uh, so it was kind of pitches like Germany in regards to a marketing funnel, uh, like the very old school still, like very print-heavy and stuff like that, where digital probably isn't at the level of what it is in the UK. Mm-hmm. But from what you said there, Scott, that's a complete fabrication. So like in regard, it, it is quite... <laughs> I don't know, there is, there is some truth probably in what he said. So you're... Um... I'll say the wrong German word for this, but basically Germany's economy is propped up in the, it's called like the Mittelstagen or Mittel something. So these kind of medium-sized companies, like engineering companies and Mm -hmm. uh, companies that do a lot of exports, basically all of Germany is built around these. Um, And they're really old family-run companies that do a really good job of one thing. Um, They tend to be legacy and not be up with the times. However, all of these new startups in that like startup ecosystem that Berlin, because Berlin is not Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Berlin may be in Germany, but it is not Germany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, there's probably a bit of truth in that. The new companies, startups and stuff, yeah, which tend to be in Berlin. Yeah. Pretty. It's interesting. Just sort of going back to something you mentioned earlier in regards to you running a business alongside sort of learning the trade. That's mm-hmm. something that, especially at sort of our audiences, there's, we've got a lot, a lot of SMEs in there. We've got a lot of retailers who literally came from um, brick and mortar stores, then moved their sort of moved their stuff online out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Is that is the is the empathy that you have for those sort of businesses something that's like woven into the bedrock into the like bedrock ethos and how you're sort of going about stuff at the minute? Yeah, pretty much. So we've because we're still like a young company, maybe like. I, nearly a year as an incorporated company, but probably a year and a half, two years, me freelance. We've been going through this exercise of trying to understand, like, what we stand for. Yeah. Like, what like what it's do we tough, care about? <laughs> and it's like, um, and content's really helped that. Like, so I've been writing a newsletter about the story of Bedrock and how it okay. came about. And yeah. that's actually, creating content has really helped just me think about what we stand for like and focus a bit yeah the three others uh richard phyllis and liam they're we're very we're all pals as well so i've been able to hire my friends um That's cool. but they're all like hippie and like we're, we're kind of taking this david and goliath stance um okay. 
of like if you have the right like heads in the room you don't need like huge massive agencies like charging loads of money to like have amazing digital performance like mm-hmm. small companies can move fast now with all these different platforms that are available like you can set up a shopify store in like a day if you yeah. if you if you tried hard <laughs> you yeah. know yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you tried really hard you could get one done in a day um and then there's tools like yourselves like salesfire that you can easily plug in now to toonies like you know Mm -hmm. so the tech has never been easier it's never been easier to go from bricks and mortar to um online but yeah we share a lot of empathy with these like legacy business trying to do it because one they might not probably don't have the time yeah to invest Mm -hmm. in this two not that knowledgeable so they don't know if they are getting a good deal or if they're getting ripped off as well yeah that's a huge one and uh yeah, it's complex. It's like, should I do SEO? Should I should I not do SEO? Does SEO work for me? This guy mm-hmm. is going to charge me like three, four thousand pounds a month for like an SEO retainer. He says yeah. he get my results, but yeah. So what what we really try to do is try and scope out whether there even exists an opportunity for a client in in search or conversion rate optimization or what that looks like. So. We kind of concentrate on the full so seo isn't seo anymore it's like this kind of jumble of seo and cro mm-hmm. um because google are moving more and more towards this user experience thing where yeah um it's not just how many keywords you can stuff in your h1 now yeah it's it's how like are you the first click people have are you the longest click and are you the last click on google um and that's all around user engagement and if people's problems are getting solved by the website. So um, we do a lot of work work along that full funnel. So not just like ranking people, but also helping them convert as well, all with this kind of base of data. And um, for lots of clients, when we we try and run like workshops before we ever engage in like a long-term retainer. So we try and do like interesting. We try and do like a workshop, usually like four hours, eight hours, depending on how many people want to get involved. and we'll pretty just, in depth then if, it, if you're talking them length you must be getting into the weeds with it quite a bit yeah you, you really need to if you want to be like a true partner or like a long-term relationship with someone mm-hmm. um it's kind of like first date yeah <laughs> the way we think about it it's like you know you, you don't just swipe right on someone and then jump into bed it's like you need to take them out to bed then <laughs> make sure they're not crazy make sure that you're aligned <laughs> on like the big issues uh, and that's just like a client relationship, you know? Yeah, um, definitely, yeah. It's like the, the workshop's basically just us looking at their keyword search universe and seeing, is search for you guys or... Okay, so it's the right not? time. Yeah, It's like, yeah, because well, we don't know your product. Like, we don't mm-hmm. know what people search for. We can have a guess. Yeah. Um, but we need to, like, look... We try and build out this kind of keyword map with them to understand, right, this is the keyword universe that you mm-hmm. could, all the things you could rank for and people are searching for. Okay. Is this a good opportunity? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be very quick to say no, go and do something else or pick another channel. It's not for you at the moment. That's um, refreshing to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it often doesn't happen to be fair, does it? It's like quite a lot of agencies these days will be like, oh, well, we can give it a go. Here's some money. Let's see how we go. That's mm-hmm. the other, always the tough thing with with working in agencies previously um <clears throat> not like shit shitting on the sales process but there's been t- 
an uncomfortable amount of times where people have said, well, you've got it. You know what SEO is like? You've got to give it that 12 months. We've got to get there. And you can see from the outset, that's not going to work. Yeah. Like, you, you know, it was never going to work, but it's that, oh, you got to give it 12 months. And you hear these people come back and say, well, you got to give 12 months before you get anything out of it. It is one of those places where I always find there is a lack of education. It sounds like that's something that you've really addressed with these, with the workshop. Is that something that you carry on through throughout the relationship with them? Like make sure they're educated and they know what's going on. Yeah, so typically what we'll do is we'll try and we'll, we'll do the workshop and then we'll have like a six month engagement is usually usually a nice amount of time to bed in. Yeah. Um, but every quarter we'll usually assess what the situation looks like. Be like, okay. um, we try and like plan work quite far in advance. So like if we can't if we can't have a relationship for like six months, twelve months, or there's not enough work there, mm-hmm. it's like we don't want to work with you. We would rather just do some training so that you get the bare bones that you need. So we're kind of starting to branch a lot more into training okay. at the moment. And basically SEOs in creating content, the technical like black magic part of it is is kind of, it's less and less important like having super in-depth knowledge because platforms like Shopify and WordPress and everything, you know, they're technically sound. You know, yeah. they're technically sound. So mm-hmm. if you just follow the basic principles, um, then you can have a go yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do at the minute. We're creating a training course at the moment that we're doing with a few startup incubators just to say, because everyone starts a business, they're like, I should do SEO. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're, we're trying to create like this kind of one hour webinar where we give everyone the tools that they need to basically go away and see do we have an opportunity here? Mm-hmm. Um, should I look into this more or should I, I give up on this now or yeah. ad- approach it later? So that training piece, yeah, we feel like, because at the end of the day, you pay an agency for like strategic clout. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how many executives there are in an agency. Like there's quite a lot of turnover and churn. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're trying to position ourselves more as like a strategic resource as opposed to like, you know, yeah, churning out content in the work because the client is the best person to do the content. Like, yes, there's, completely. That's, there's, no, that's... there's no point. <laughs> yeah. There's no point going back and forward on a brief and like, twi- like mm-hmm. tweaking things here and there when, when literally if they've got the resource in house, it makes the more sense to do it. Agreed. Exactly. Exactly. And it must, that must feed into sort of keeping those long-term relationships then that must mean that you're sort of working with clients a lot longer than than sort of your average agency is when it comes mm-hmm. to sort of churn and turnover of clients uh yeah well we're still young so but there are there are a few clients that um that we've kept for like maybe five years so there's like uh four mica i've worked with for five years still working with them um there's a few others that are maybe three years like hayes travel um Okay, cool. So you got but some yeah, names there already. Yeah, but um, yeah, these are like, uh, so we're partnered with some digital agencies uh, in the Northeast. Um, mm-hmm. So Cal Partners, Silverbean, um, the, the Silverbean kind of group. And we okay. fulfill that analytics gap and that kind of CRO gap that those oh, guys cool. have. Um, so yeah, we're partnered with them and then work alongside their clients. Because I worked at Silverbean before, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I went out on my own, they were like, it's kind of perfect opportunity to kind of strike up a partnership. And that's uh, a big way they, like, 
I've been able to grow our agency is through these kind of strategic partnerships with mm-hmm. agencies that don't offer what we do, yeah. but can see the value in it and the value for yeah. their channels and their clients as well. I think it's the, even just what you're saying there is you, you've got the relationship with your own clients, which then you've got with the partner agencies as well going yeah. forward. It's just, it's night and day if you consider what 10 years ago and how, how the, how certain agencies were selling into people and how thought of, retainers are running that type of thing but also in that breath as well it's um i think uh so like five six years ago they looked in regards to they've got a gap for analytics right mm. well we'll just sell it and see what we can do with it <laughs> yeah. clients are asking yeah. for it do you know what we'll just sell it and <laughs> yeah. then there we are whereas now it's like no the, because clients are more educated now Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more resources available to kind of self-teach themselves, self-learn. And so sure. what happens now, the agency will like, I'm a firm believer, like, stick to what you're best at. Yeah. Stick to what you're best at because I've, I feel like the, um, you're seeing these all-in-one digital agencies now are starting to fall by the wayside. And mm-hmm. even you, you might look at an all-in-one digital agency, they will have a stronger vertical, which are focus on it is SEO, for example. Yeah. yeah. They will sell a bit of PPC, they'll sell the social, they'll sell Crow, but they will have a, a stronger vertical for it. But yeah, you, you find a lot of the people starting up now, like yourself, Scott, it's like, you know what? This is what I'm dating analytics is my bag. This is what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like those other agencies, which they, I mean, don't get me wrong. They probably did start somewhere. One of them, they might start with PPC and they might have sort of added those layers to it. But yeah. you do find this sort from what I can see anyway, they sort of, those agencies are now beginning to prep those clients to move on to someone like yourself in a yeah. way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's quite it's interesting to see. It makes it's it just t- it's tiresome trying to keep on top of all that. God, could you yeah. imagine being an expert in five well, different areas? Who could? <laughs> Especially <laughs> with the exec well, turnover, like, like you mentioned, like it, it's not it's not you can't get an exec. That, that's the thing for a year to be. The point's there, Scott. You can't be an expert in five things. You absolutely can't. Um, so if you're trying to like, you no, know, as an agency leader, you're trying to drive an agency forward in mm-hmm. five different verticals. You absolutely can't. No, I know. It's you crazy. can't. It's it's just. And why would you want to like? Scott yeah, and also, yeah, why would you want? Like, <laughs> why would you want to do it? Yeah, like, uh, oh, we're trying to scale up our processes at the minute. So, um, and it's just we we do SEO, CRO mm-hmm. with data in below it all. Um, yeah, we don't see data as a service anymore. It's kind of like you just need to be good at data for these things. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to do that. <laughs> and like create all the process around that it's like right okay what happens at this point what actions do we need to take yeah. what do we need to look for, for and my god just for <laughs> just trying to like get all the knowledge out of our heads and into like a process yeah, that we yeah. can then teach people and do this that's why the training we're, we're kind of we're starting to create these training sessions it's really helping because it's forcing us to take it out onto like a page um Almost creating your own process deck. documents while you're doing it. So you're creating your own documents while you're, you're putting the training together. Exactly, yeah. Um, That's and cool. we're hopefully, hopefully going to use this as content just for, <clears throat> like, to raise the profile of the agency, to help people that want help, to just try and deliver as much value as possible. Because um, mm-hmm. we want to stay, like, small and boutique. Like, we always say we don't want to get above, like, 10 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because once we start getting past that, we start losing like that connection with the other people in the business. Yeah. Um, 
and it just starts tumbling out of like <laughs> how, how much you can control. Mm -hmm. um, it's fine for an agency to concentrate on one thing. So like, this is like, you guys are a great example. It's like you do sales fire, you've got like a very like cohesive product, but when it's an agency um, or consultancy where you're working with different clients, yeah. All these clients have different technologies, mm -hmm. and then it just <laughs> requires some some bespoke work, and then with mm -hmm. bespoke work becomes opinions, <laughs> and then when there's so many opinions across so many people, yeah, it's, it's um, it spirals, doesn't it? That's, I mm -hmm. found it happened. Um, so my last job was at an agency which we scaled quite quickly over a four year period. I mm -hmm. found that kind of level of understanding and like involvement and like you knowing what's going on with everyone as soon as we went over 20 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as soon as we went over the 20 That's mark interesting. we got over 50 in the end in regards to staff numbers clients are well over 350 and things like that like we scale quite well but it's like yeah you, you kind of lose control of the culture and everything like that as, as much as you can you feel you can be when we you get over 20 like you, you end up starting seeing people have their own little fraction groups in regards to social elements and stuff like that it's a big responsibility isn't it to look after that it, it's a it's a massive issue to oh, yeah, yeah, you imagine yeah. the stress it's like not even your own mortgage it's like i've got 50 mortgages exactly it's like it's yeah yeah it's it's nuts oh it's a big um, thing big thing yeah looking out from your office like there's 50 people i'm responsible for their mortgages that's a scary thing man yeah it's crazy it's nuts i'm getting told to wrap it up from here i think we i felt like we could have gone on forever here um yeah so Absolutely, we'll arrange yeah. another one to go through it. But before we do, I want to just um, ask, so what's next for Bedrock? And then how are you seeing the rest of the year pan out for you guys? How's it looking going into next uh, year? Hopefully full of beer gardens um, yes. <laughs> in the summer. Um, from a business point of view, uh, the four of us had never been together since the company started. Probably. Wow, that's interesting. Scary to think that. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, do you know what? Like, it's mm -hmm. not the first time I've been told that, but it's still like, it knocks me down a little bit. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? So yeah, um, we'll get everyone together. Um, um, from a point of view of a business, what we're really trying to do is kind of raise the brand profile at the moment. Okay. Um, to get like more direct clients, so we don't have to rely on partnerships as much. Like we love yeah, the partnerships; it's great, but getting you know direct to people, um, and it's been hard networking through coronavirus um no, completely so um yeah we're going to work creating as much useful content as possible basically um cool. through free training sessions like blog posts um and that's how we're really going to try and grow the brand is just like just be as helpful as possible mm -hmm. just be annoyingly helpful <laughs> annoyingly helpful yeah especially like <laughs> give as much away as possible <laughs> like, yeah. like give, give it all away for free all the processes what we do how we work with clients um and then hopefully that works and then them clients yeah. are prepped as well when they come on board then then you, they're mm -hmm. in your way of thinking too so where can them um, where can people go to sign up for the the free training and the newsletter as well when you mentioned earlier yes yeah, so you can sign up for the newsletter on the website um okay. we'll be releasing stuff about the training through the newsletter so the newsletter is the best cool. place to go you okay we'll, we'll put uh, put links in the um, in the socials and stuff um, thanks very, very much, much for joining us i think yeah we'll we'll um, Cheers, we'll get another one arranged i think we yeah no worries there, that yeah. flew over i can't believe i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much <laughs>